Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Dirty Words, written by M. Christian. Provocative Gay Erotica with Depth and Passion The Lambda Literary Award finalist for Best Gay Collection, this extraordinary anthology shows just how hot and imaginative erotica can be. From mischievous Native American spirits to victims of cybernetic nightmares, these stories will enthrall, arouse, shock, and, always, turn you on. They are all well-crafted tales filled with what some people call dirty words and dirty men, and will touch you in ways you'd never expect. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Dirty Words. What ails you? He was mean. It was the way Darren said it, with a catch in his voice, a wound somewhere deep down that lovely throat. He said I was a doll, something that had begun to lose its porcelain shine. Pure Tennessee Williams. Pure Darren. What the freak had probably said was that Darren wasn't up to his standards. Probably a flaming screamer with bad lipstick. It wasn't that, and it wasn't Darren's tears, because Darren cried when the setting sun seemed to set New Orleans aflame. No, it was the smear of blood that went from his nose down to his chin. He was not an honorable gentleman, Darren said, smiling up at Lion and sniffling softly as he dabbed at the blood with one of Lion's fine silk handkerchiefs. Honorable? No. Dead? Yes, Lion thought, leaning up against the alley wall, bricks leaving red dust on his fine blue suit. You don't have to worry none about it, Dee, Lion said, reaching into his pocket for a smoke. It's none of your concern now. His zippo flashed, and the smoke from his fine European cigarette added a fragrant smell to the rotten piss of the alley. But he started out as such a good trick. Said he wanted it a little rough, and you know I can do that, Leo. Darren was one of the few of Lions who got away with calling him Leo. And I did a good job. You know, a little the on-your-knees cocksucker and prove that you're one. Maybe a little spanky-spanky and some fun with his shoot. I know the game, Leo. I'm good at it. You know I am. He was just a little meaner than usual, that's all. Lion bent down and cupped Darren's face, bent him up carefully to look into his eyes. I said that this is none of your concern. You just clean yourself up and take in a show or something. Maxine's working the 87 Club. Maybe you two can get a drink. Lion's black face was all but invisible in the night of the alley, but his polished and shining white and gold teeth flashed stray city lights. Lion moved back against the brick wall of the alley, and Darren got up to go. He's at the front street. I know, Lion said, taking a pull on his cigarette, showing his face in the dull red glow. He was in room 414. The beatnik bellhop took Lion's tent spot and nodded slowly, leaking out that he was there now and that the hotel wasn't full. His room might very well be the only one occupied on the fourth floor. Lion knew the front very well. Fancy French glass doors, 
Brass knew the bellhop was reliable, that its walls were thick and absorbent of sounds, perfect for his business, too, when the customers got really excited. The front was one of his classier hangs for his girls, and he made sure that the ones who staked out guests in the green room across the street were the best of his stable. Darren was the top, quick, clean, and smooth, silk wrapped up in someone who knew the game and knew the act. Now Darren would be out of it for two, maybe three days. Longer, if the freak had hurt him worse than Darren let on. That was money gone. That was his rep getting hurt, that he couldn't take care of his own girls. Besides, Darren could suck the cream from your coffee. Lion actually liked the little queen. Knew the front very well. The back door to the service stairs were always unlocked. New 414 was just around the corner. Lion knocked once, thunder down the hall. The door opened. The freak almost yelled, Yes, before Lion sent him spinning into the bed. The man hit hard and sloppy, back against the iron bed frame, flailing right arm slapped against the fixture of a low-hanging ceiling fan. By the time he had recovered enough of his senses to know that he had been hit, Lion had calmly checked the hall for any witnesses, stepped into the room, and closed the door quietly behind him. The guy wasn't that old, and that was surprising. Eight years of working as girls and being their man had given him a pretty clear picture of how things worked, and someone mouthing off and roughing one of his girls didn't jive with a youngish guy. It fit with a slug, a leech who thought that because his daddy was white and his mommy was white and because his family had always lived in the South, it gave him special dispensations against niggers and queers, even if he liked to have his cock sucked like the best of them. A bad customer was something that happened. It was something that happened less to any of Lion's girls, because of Lion's voice when he said, You take good care, him, to the girls as well as to the clients or when he stood outside the Paramore Club and smoked one of his fine European cigarettes, or because Lion was a giant, a huge muscled gentleman of color and refinement who could bend quarters between thumb and forefinger, also because of his cure. Get up, Lion said to the man in 414. When the man didn't, just kept leaning back against the bed and panting heavily, Lion reached down and grabbed him by the back of the neck and hauled him up. You is shit, is what you is, Lion said. You ain't a man, you ain't a gentleman, you ain't even a client, you is nothing but shit. The guy looked up at Lion with quivering brown eyes. His face was surprisingly fine and hard. He looked like someone you'd maybe see working high steel somewhere. Strong and firm, but light enough for climbing. That hard, plain face spoke some Indian, maybe, or something Mexican. Not heavy, light, an accent. His skin was white, but had the dimness of a short-sleeve tan. Farmer's tan. Telephone man? Railroad man? He was good enough overall to get it otherwise. A part of Lion puzzled over this. You didn't see his kind much in eight years of street business. Only a part of Lion was puzzling over this. A much larger part was smelling the man's fear. It made him hard. Very hard. The man was practically shaking. 
You came to me for a service, to borrow something of mine. Then you damage what is mine. That is inconsiderate, very inconsiderate. The slap sounded like a shot in the small hotel room. The man didn't hear it, being preoccupied with blinding pain. His knees fell away and he crashed again to the floor. Lion knelt down next to him, very rude, and slammed his head down onto the threadbare carpet. The man coughed and hacked at his bloody nose and tried to pull himself away from the carpet threads that were now stuck to his face. You is a sick fuck, Lion said somewhere above him. What you need is a cure. The man had got up to his knees and was panting and snorting blood. Look, you, he started to say. Lion grabbed him by the ear in a cool, controlled move and pulled him up onto the bed. Shit looks like shit. Shit smells. Shit don't talk. The man was lost for a moment in the bedclothes, his eyes dazzled with sheet, blanket, and his pain. When he had rolled enough, he looked up, blinking at Lion's cock. The man was indeed a giant. Please, the man said. Lion's laugh was as big as he was. It started down somewhere in the basement and boiled out of him in a shake that rattled the room's cheap prints like a train passing, or so it seemed to the man cowering on the bed. You paid for a service, the huge black man said, reaching long and strong for the man's hair. With a single clench, Lion got almost all of it, then pulled the man towards him. First, you gotta clean it, and clean it good. Lion's cock was beautiful and uncut. There was much talk of Lion's prowess among his rivals, enemies, and business acquaintances, and surprisingly, they all pretty much agreed. Lion's cock was as muscled and as well-defined as his arm, and, seemingly to the freak, as big. Veins ran over it, like burls in a tree limb. His head, hidden by foreskin, was as big as a light bulb. Keeping his hand on the man, Lion reached down and pulled his foreskin back. Precum dotted the sculpted tip of Lion's cock head like a pearl ring in a black silk jewelry case, shining white on the smooth black skin. Lion's cock head was fat and as strong as the rest of him. Clean me, shit, Lion said, pulling the freak towards him, readying another devastating slap in case he should resist. Hardly. The freak kissed and then swallowed Lion's cockhead like he was enjoying candy, a jawbreaker considering Lion's size. Despite himself, Lion found his grip on the back of the freak's head relaxing under his oral ministrations. There was cocksucking, Lion knew from the biz and his own picadillos, and then there was cocksucking. There was the variety of actions like licking, sucking hard, tonguing, gentle chewing tip-probing, the whole menagerie, and then were the actions of the pure cocksucker. The guy, the man in room 414, was one, born and true. Lion's cock was all this guy was focused on, all he existed for. His eyes were closed and he mewed gentle and soft like a kitten. Lion was enjoying it. 
Rarely had he had a suck of this dedication, and it was Lyon's point of pride that his stable of girls were all personally auditioned to assure their quality against his hard and rigorous standard. The freak in room 414 could have been prime property, if he wasn't shit. But he was shit. Lyon pulled up hard on his hair. Shocked, the freak almost bit, but his deep-down primal urge to keep the lovely cock he was sucking safe kept his teeth apart. Lyon smiled and pulled the man up till they were face to face. Shit sucks. Maybe there was a smile in there, maybe humor, or maybe there wasn't. Hard to tell. If there was, then it wasn't enough to stop Lyon from slapping the man again. It sounded like someone had dropped a steak on the floor, a raw, fresh slice still bleeding. With his other hand, Lyon grabbed the man's thick brown leather belt and snapped it apart. Then he grabbed the waist of his pants and yanked down hard. Squirming, the man tried to kick and fight, but Lyon held him like a crane above the bed. He tried to knee the black man in the chest and head, but all he seemed to do was glance off Lyon's suit. The few blows that he aimed at Lyon's iron rod, the slick pole that felt like black rubber around a tire iron, didn't even make the black man blink. The pants came off in three hard jerks that heated the man's knees from the abrading seersucker. A huge mitt grabbed the band of his BVDs. Then they, too, were gone to join the pile on the floor. You is sick, Lyon said holding the man up again so he had a direct and uninterrupted view of Lion's ivory and golds. You is diseased shit. You have to be sick in the head to do what you did. Don't you like simple pleasures, shit? Don't you like it the way others do? The man tried to kick and scramble away. Lion's grip was tighter, stronger than handcuffs. You need the cure, shit. With a flick of his wrist, Lion spun the man around. When he tried to scramble away, Lion held him on the bed with one hand on his ankle. You need the cure bad, the pimp said, reaching under the man with his other hand and lifting him up. Then he spat on his asshole. Lion was bigger going in than he was going down. The man screamed high and shrill. Almost not a sound, as Lion pushed himself slowly, relentlessly into him. Above him, Lion laughed again, jungle drums at the scream. Inches felt like feet. Lion leaned forward for better purchase. The insertion for the freak was like a boxcar coasting through the yards, slow but unstoppable. He could feel himself tear even as he tried to relax against the filling pressure. He grunted to release some of the cramping in his belly, trying to sound out the pain of the entry. The freak tried to crawl away from Lion's cock in his asshole, but the pimp's grip was like an iron cuff. Somewhere, distant from where the freak was having rolling stock pushing into him, something tickled the cheeks of his ass. It felt like two blackjacks were knocking against him, blackjacks covered in coarse horsehair. Lion's balls he realized distantly. Of course. The pimp fucked him hard. His rhythm wasn't fast. It was relentless. It was a slamming drumbeat, 
lion's balls on his ass, that got heavier and heavier. Slick, wet slapping filled the hotel room. The man's grunts filled the hotel room. Lion started to shine, like someone had given his fine mahogany a polish. Lion had his mouth slightly open, and breathed heavy past his ivory and gold teeth, like a train leaving on a long haul. Each stroke ended with filling pain, ended with Lion's thick black cock ramming deeper and deeper into the freak's asshole. It knocked his kidneys around and the man felt himself ache to piss. It slammed his guts and seemed to knock against his heart, a jazz mix to his regular pounding pulse. Lion reached down and grabbed the man's hair again, getting a good grip of his brown locks and pulled up hard. The man's groan boiled out of him as Lion impaled him back against the full, full depth of his cock. Lion growled deep Africa, his namesake calling across the veldt, and turned to black stone. Stiff, hard, he stood there for four quick beats of the freak's heart. Somewhere, somewhere inside him, the man felt himself fill with Lion's cum. He felt Lion's cock twitch and jerk as it kicked out white juice into him. Then Lion threw him away. The bed was soft and he almost bounced off it to fall against the window, but he caught the bedclothes and stopped himself with a floral anchor. Lion was standing on the other side of the bed, gleaming with sweat where his black skin showed around his fine suit. Then, slowly, as patiently as the action of a fine timepiece, he folded his way his thick black cock and zipped up his fly. You's cured now, shit. You cured o' what had ailed you. You done taken a rightly big dose of lion's medicine. He went to the door but stopped and turned. You do what you did again, shit, and I's gonna have to operate. Then Lion left, closing the door slowly and certainly. Maxine didn't like Darren drinking mint juleps. He said in his Tennessee twang that his regulars loved to hear him talk filth with because it made him look like a queer. I hate to disappoint you none, Darren said, throwing his hair back in a classical debutante swish. But looks do tell. Then Darren saw someone come through the green-tinted crystal doors of the 87 Club. Run along now, sweetie, he said, dismissing Maxine with a wave of his hand. I have business to conduct. After Maxine had left with a pouting, tanging retort, Darren pulled a chair out for his guest, who sat down gingerly as if he'd been kicked by a horse. No disappointments? Darren said, sipping his drink and batting his eyes. Room 414 nodded, smiling, and took a thick wad of bills out of a pocket and slid it across the marble tabletop to Darren. Perfect, he said. Darren made the bills disappear. Thank God, he said with a theatrical sigh as he dipped an 87-club napkin in his drink and started to wipe the rest of the blood from his face. I was starting to attract the wrong type of clientele. It was all you promised, the man said. Thank you. And then he left. As he did, as the man parted the doors of the 87 Club and walked out onto Bourbon Street, Darren said, 
good for what ails you, and sipped his drink. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Dirty Words. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.